gentlemen, welcome back to Casual KO here on the Dangerous World Podcast. Coming off of a fun week, we actually uh, we were all over the place here. I got a couple dudes back. Alex is already dancing. He's seeming confident here. I'm excited to see what you got. Um, I keep score here. I keep score. Now, Harry's not here, but we've got Alex, of course. We've got Jared, uh, new friend of the show. And um, obviously, Nick's still not here. We will uh, have him back at some point. Not sure when he's coming back, but we'll keep you posted. Um, Now, I'm going to speak for Harry first here. He had some solid picks. Some of his best picks were Veronica Hardy and then uh, Sean Brady. He also shared the Cody Brundage underdog pick with me. That was a nice sniper spot that we both nailed. Uh, Jared, your best pick by far was the main event, Armin Sarukin. You were the only one out of the four of us that picked Armin. Uh, I had mentioned, you know, I, I feel like Benny might be on a, a sharp decline. And I think that we're going to see that, man. I don't think he wins another UFC fight unless he fights down big time, uh, which is crazy to say, man. Um, He's going to be one hell of a gatekeeper. He is sure going to be a one hell of a gatekeeper. But I think that anybody that, that tries to fight him, I think Jalen Turner probably beats him. I think quite a few people uh, end up beating that dude here in the near future. But uh, Alex had some nice sniper shots, too. Uh, Dustin Stolzfus, no one saw that coming other than myself, right? I mean, I also picked Dustin. Um, and then, uh, I mean, who else do we have here? Close. You got close as well. That was a nice uh, nice little slam. You got back-to-back slams, dude. You never see that. Now, real quick before we actually, before I bring these guys in, I had Cody Brundage. I made a last-minute switch over to Misha Tate. We all picked, and you can go back and you can listen. We all picked Avila, and I was like, dude, we all picked Avila. That means that Misha Tate's going to win, right? What do you know? Misha Tate fucking wins. And I actually texted Alex, and I said, man, I, th- I think I'm going to switch my pick to Tate. It's like, all right, cool, whatever. Let's, I mean, do you. I threw a little bit of money on her, got it, hit that, and I came up with a theory. And you actually see this kind of coming somewhat to fruition on like uh, full send and all these things where there's a super fight that does not involve Conor McGregor. Okay. And no one's, no one knows who it is. And I hear podcasts guessing it back and forth. Who is it going to be? And they're coming like, is it going to be Nate Diaz? Is Nick Diaz, George St. Pierre? Is it all these people? It's Misha Tate and Ronda Rousey, dude. I don't think that's a fight that I'm excited about. I don't think that's a fight that anyone that's serious about the UFC right now is excited about. But Ronda Rousey draws names, and that's what a super fight is, people. No one's guessing this. No one's saying this. So you heard it here first on Casual KO. It's you Ronda know, Rousey and Misha to, Tate. You're starting to persuade me, too, you know. But I, I feel like if you, they match up anyone with Rousey, as long as they, she's somewhat, uh, you know, she's fighting someone attractive, I think right. she'll be all right. I think they'll they'll pull some numbers, but... You know, Misha Tate's hot, dude. I don't care what anyone says. Misha Tate's kind of hot. It's just that I'm just disappointed because it just feels like it's just going to be a classic money grab. Sure. Cash kind of fight. That's what these even number pay-per-views are, man. 100 was that, 200 was I think a lot higher of Dana White than to make like a one-time fight for Ronda. Well, anytime that you think too highly of Dana White, just remember he's got slap league, right? Slap fight. That's Um, a good point. And we are really preying on that downfall because i'm tired of sick uh, of hearing about it i don't even yeah. watch it it's rough it's rough now to be fair dude i i almost idolize dana white i don't really look up to any of these dudes that i don't know because you never really know about their past and shit 
Dana White's a fucking G, dude. I love hearing his interviews. I watch every one of his interviews. He seems like a very interesting, genuinely interesting dude. Now, one fight that I wanted to mention to you guys real quick, too. Eeyore Paterian, okay? I picked this dude to win. He won that fucking fight. He won that fight. No fucking referee allows Bellato to take that much damage. And you better believe I'm fading Bellato every fight from here on out because that fight changed that man. Jared, I see you chomping at the bit. I'm going to introduce you first, dude. What's going on, brother? What do you think about my comments? Well, I'm just going to pick up where you left off. I had Bellato by knockout at even odds. And that fight was over. He was knocked out. That fight was 100 said he was knocked out too, Jared, right? Oh, he said it, it in the ring. It, yeah, it was 100% done. And I think the ref had the same guy I did because I don't know any other ref that's going to let that keep going. I mean, there had to be something there. there I mean, come on. There, like, there's got to be some. How do you let a guy take that much damage? Dude, it was almost as bad as the Jalen Turner Bobby Green thing that happened later that night. It was almost as bad, like a, a single degree, you know, less bad as that. Clearly, right. Bobby Green's flat out, right? But, dude, I don't see – I mean, no other ref in the world lets that fight continue. You saw this dude's eyes roll back in his head. Bellato, I'm speaking of. And Pateria, of course, he gassed out. And I, I give um, Pateria a lot of credit for that. Like I said, I, I, I yeah, obviously he didn't win, but I think he won that fight. I think um, he's he's someone that I think that we can ride with in his next fight. And I think that Bellato is someone that you got to fade in his next fight because that fight, I think, changed him. I think that's the um, Tony Ferguson Gaethje fight for Bellato there. And I know I, that I, the second that fight ended, it's so funny you bring that up. The second the fight ended, I turned to Alex. I said, I cannot wait to fade this man. Nice. OK, we're that on the same, same boat. It's a shame that he had to go through that. But I, I didn't think that high of him going in there. I thought he was slow. I thought he was just kind of one of these dudes that leans against the cage and does this boring, boring bullshit. But, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Alex, what's going on, buddy? What do you think of you know what uh, I thought? I, yeah. I turned to Jared and I said, I can't wait to bet on Ehor in his next fight. You guys are on the same pages as me then. <laughs> That's uh, what's I up. Impressed. I was pretty impressed. Yeah, he came out there freaking throwing hammers. And we talked about that new Jesus tattoo. We're like, dude, this guy can't lose. Only we thing was that uh, any, any any other ref could have ended that early for and gave the win to Ehor. So honestly, it's not even a bad loss for him. Yeah. I'm surprised. And he looks so tired. He looks so like ruined after it. Wellington Terman, just a fucking dirt bag. I mean, that guy ruined so many of my things. Um, I had a I had a um a DraftKings fantasy thing going that if he just would have finished like he was supposed to, I would have placed probably top ten in it. Instead I got fucking six dollars, but whatever. We'll move on to this week. Um I will share the screen. Do you, you guys want to mention anything before we actually start talking about UFC Vegas 83? I mean, I, I want to forget all, right, all about Bobby Green. Oh, okay. Uh, what were you saying, Alex? I said I want to forget everything about last week, to be honest. Oh. I got smoked. My only win in play was Brady. Okay. Well, hey, you know. You win and I watched one of my some. favorite fighters almost die in the ring. <laughs> yeah, it's tragic. Bobby Green. Glad Jared, that's there. what you were saying right now, right? You wanted to talk about Bobby Green a little bit. I just pay a little respect to the a little tribute to the dead, dude. Yeah, he's another one that might be a little different next time, right? That's a that was a bad, bad one. Horrible. 
but yeah, man, we've got uh, we've got some fun stuff going on. My computer is taking a shit on me right now. Of course, let me see what I can do here real fast before we start rolling. Just close out of the internet and see what I can do. Um, but yeah, so Vegas eighty three, a, a lot of kind of low level fights on this card, right? As I'm trying to pull this up, um, several double debutante fights. I think two or three. Um, the opening fight of the night, as the card stands right now, is just a total snoozer. You've got the girl that, uh, I don't know if you guys watched that contender series fight where she popped in and fought a younger girl. And, uh, you know, she's this jujitsu whiz, but then just has no gas tank. And it Every ended up being a draw. Home. Yeah. I, I just was rewatching that fight about an hour ago. Dude. Brutal. I mean, first off, when she pulls guard in the first round, that's already a red flag for me. I hate to see that. Right. And, but she, she won the first two rounds, but I mean, she was dead going into that second round and the third round. I mean, she was really hanging on by a fucking thread. So then when, you know, I'm looking over the tape at Dos Santos, I'm like, please give me something to work with here. So I right. can fade. And you didn't I see did. much, did you? I mean, granted I'm judging her off of one fight. I didn't really do too much tape on this one. Cause it really wasn't one I looked to be too interested in betting. Right. But yeah, yeah, man. I mean, watching a girl win, you know, win two rounds. First round, she won, I'd say, decisively. The second was a bit closer. But that third round, she was fucking gone, dude. And it was, it didn't, it wasn't a good look. And I think from, it's going to be the floor is lava for Dos Santos. She needs to stay off the ground. If she keeps this on the feet, I think I see that quit now in car. I, I think she could probably get there, get her out of there round three, because I watched Dos Santos fight against Denise Gomes, and uh, she decisively won that first round. Yeah, and, yeah, we uh, might be dealing with a situation where both girls kind of have uh, inferior gas tanks. Um, but yeah, yeah like, we will see. What it's like happens. we're watching a contender series fight on a UFC card. Yeah, which is fun, right? Um, but at least we, at least we, uh, we, you know, this is a free one. This isn't opening like a fucking main card or something. But, um, I say we get right into it, man. We'll do, uh, a kind of similar thing since there's only three of us. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of alternate, you know, who starts and, and who finishes and shit. Um, I'll take this first one. You know, we, we talked about a little bit Dos Santos. I, I think it's Rayanne Dos Santos versus Toledo Alencar. Not a hundred percent sure on those names, but Dos Santos is a big girl, dude. For for I believe she these are I mean, I know she's an Adam Weight. I thought Alan Carr was an Adam Weight in Invicta or wherever she was fighting before. Um LFA you see her in Titan FC. I thought she was also an Adam Weight. I might be misremembering that, but Dos Santos looks like the much bigger girl. She's a more physical one, the more well rounded, loads more experience in MMA. Again, not not something that we need to talk about too much. Um, let's see who's younger here too, because that sometimes matters. Five year age difference in in favor of Dos Santos. Just give me Dos Santos, man. I, I, this is probably going to be. I mean, it could potentially be a finish round two or three because of Alan Carr's horrible cardio. Um, just to spice it up, I'll do a knockout for Dos Santos in round three. But uh, Alex, what do you got here on this first uh, lovely fight of the night? I did a go to my tape on this fight, and I was feeling Latita. Okay. Talita, my bad. What did I Latita? say? Latita? Hey, Talita, Talita. <laughs> Talita, bro. She is good in the BJJ. She's a BJJ world-class champion, bro. I like her. I, I think she's got 
all the edge in the grappling, the wrestling, the BJJ. Absolutely, she might have a gas tank problem here. After that embarrassing, you got to think, you you go on Contender Series and you, you embarrass yourself like that, I'm telling you, she's going to come back and she's going to show some gas. She's going to she's gonna have a little chip on her shoulder. I don't think, I, I did not see enough from Rayanne, from Dos Santos in the grappling. There's not enough tape on her in the grappling, in my opinion. I think anything, if this hits the ground at all, Talit is getting a finish. It's going to be over and done with sealed. But I do agree with Jared. Anything past the first round, this is you got to throw the whole strategy out the window. But you know, I, I'm willing to go with the dog here. I do like Talita. I, I think she's marketable, and I think she's very, very underrated in the grappling. Man, she's not underrated. I mean, she's uh, people are acknowledging how. I mean, this girl. If you look through her fucking accolades in in uh, BJJ, she's. She's up there with the best, including the men, you know, and, and like where she stands, she's incredible. And, and, you know, I mean, IBJJ championships out the ass, man. And when so, I watch tape, she's always wrestling and overpowering the bigger girl. She's, I've seen her wrestle a lot of bigger girls. So, you know, I, I'd, I'd want to go with the older woman, even though she's had less MMA experience, I guarantee you that Talita has had more ground game experience. And that's the side that I would want to trust in this. Cause I see it going to the ground. Sure. Yeah. It'll be interesting. If, uh, if you're on the side of Alan Carr, you want her to shoot in the first two seconds. Uh, but Jared, where are you at on this one, man? Yeah. Um, weird fight. Didn't do a ton of tape. Um, going with the recency of Alan Carr's last fight. That's not something I see myself getting behind. Um, I look at Dos Santos as lost to Denise Gomes. She lost, but Denise Gomes has kind of proven to be a pretty decent fighter in the UFC. She's here to stay. Um, after that, she, you know, crushed three cans in a row, and here she is. I think it's a weird fight. It's a close fight. She's the rightful favorite. I'm going to side with her and hope she stays off the mat. I do agree with that, though, because her being the favorite, because when I was watching this, I was like, why isn't Talita the favorite? It's like they're baiting me to want to bet on this girl. So that was a little bit of a red flag, which isn't why I'm super confident on this. But her being the favorite is a red flag for me. And, dude, Alex, for you to pick a, an underdog in a fight like this, no one's going to fucking call you crazy, dude. I mean, this is, you know, low-level women's MMA as far as the UFC goes. And we see how often underdogs win there. So you might have, I mean, this might be a, a sharp, sharp pick. So can't hate on it, dude. Uh, but yeah, so it looks like uh, Jared and myself are on the side of Dos Santos. And uh, Alex, right on all in car right now, right off the bat. Alex, I'll let you lead this one, dude. Uh, Tatsuro Tyra versus Carlos Hernandez. Interesting fight. What do you got? Back to the well. Nothing, nothing new here. Going right back to the well. Tyra's just going to manhandle him. Tyra's going to manhandle him. I think he can stay alive on the feet. I think he can hold his own on the feet against Carlos. But I, I just think eventually Carlos is going to get taken to the ground. He's going to get subbed. He's going to get manhandled. Tyra by finish, by however he wants. It's going to be an unpredictable fight because Tyra's going to be able to do exactly whatever he wants. If his odds are good by decision, he could carry him to a decision and cash out. So I'm not going to be getting too greedy on trying to bet a prop here. But that Tyra money line, baby putting it in a that's my anchor oh man i i hope that you weren't going to say that um i'll give my thoughts here in a second but jared what do you got so 
uh, I have a list of people that I'm waiting to fade that I think are overrated. Tyre is one of those people. Unfortunately, I don't think this is the matchup yet. He keeps getting favorable matchups. I really like Carlos Hernandez. I think he's tough. I I think he's really gritty. But the issue with him is he's been submitted by lesser opponents. Um, you know, Tyra's grappling is high level. Unfortunately, it's a really, really bad matchup for Hernandez. Probably not much to talk about here. I'm going to say Tyra by sub. Okay. That's yeah, all I, right. I dropped the balance. Dude, I agree with what you both are saying right now. This is a fucking tailor-made matchup for Tyra. But my thing is, you know, it's interesting when you say, Alex, that he can do it any way that he wants. The, Tyra's striking is horrible. Horrible. Yeah, ground and pound, that ground and pound can get it done, baby. It can, but, I mean, when do you see him really, like, just teeing off on people on the ground? You know what it is? He cuts more weight. We both know Tyra's going to be naturally the bigger guy. He's going to be the weight bully here. So you got to give him the natural power advantage even on the feet. I can't do that, man. I just can't do it. Because for me, Hernandez is the meaner dude. Tyra is is a martial artist. Hernandez is a fighter, right? This is the way that I saw, like, Sean Strickland as a fighter. It's hard to look mean when you're giving downward elbows and Herb Dean is getting mad at you. Like, that whole (laughs) scenario just makes you look a little bit soft. But don't judge him by that one that one or uh, the bowl cut. He doesn't have the bowl cut here, but usually he's got a sick bowl cut. I had the bowl cut growing up. Looking like Lloyd Christmas and shit. Yes, lock. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I, I, I will say I agree with you guys. I'm going with Tyra, but I don't like it. This odd, these odds are disgusting. I wouldn't hate somebody taking a round one Hernandez KO, dude, because he can do it. We saw Tyra get chinned against Chirez. We saw that. So that's why I'm saying, man, ah, seeing, I, I, I don't know, seeing, seeing how he fought Chirez and then Chirez go to a draw with Lacerda, right? Didn't he go to a draw with Lacerda the last time they fought? So. I don't know, no man. Contest. It's no contest. Well, they no yeah, contested. Tyra, and then no, they Tyra won that fight, though. Remember, it was like a weird situation. Chirez yeah, actually won. No, no, he should have won. I mean, it's. It but was didn't weird... they fight again? Didn't they actually fight at like Mexican Independence Day? Oh, it got canceled. Of course it did. Okay. Um, I thought for some reason that they fought on, uh, you know, some other. I don't know. It was after Mexican they Independence supposed- Day. We lucked out on that because we had Daniel Santos in that. I still think that Daniel Santos can win, man. Like, they just need to, like, he needs to figure it out. He needs to slow down after losing five fucking times. You, like, got to change up something. He's so talented, man. So, I don't know. But, yeah, so we're all on the side of Ty- Tyra. No surprise. But, man, I'm not as confident as uh, as at least Alex is. Jared, I don't know where Probably your confidence gotta stands. got to be the most confident. Not very high. I mean, Carlos Hernandez is the better guy on the feed. I'm, I'm not going to say Tyra is. He's. I think he's one dimensional. Like I said, I think he's overrated. I just, yeah, he just keeps getting fed these favorable matchups and I just cannot wait to fade him. Yeah. Once he gets in the top 15, he's we'll get that matchup that we'll know. Yeah. There's going to be a time to come. Alex, what were you trying to say right there, man? Did, uh, did one of the fights get canceled? Uh, I mean, several have just because this was supposed to be in China. Uh, Marcos, Daniel Marcos and Carlos Vera got canceled. Oh, that was my, Oh, that, that sucks. was my hot take. Were you going to have Vera? Yeah, I was going to take a shot on Vera. Okay. Take I wouldn't have hated it. I mean, Marcos SGP. looked weird last time. He was training SGP. He's not even that bad on the feet. I think he was going to... I 
I believed he was going to come in with a wrestling game plan and get it done. Okay. Well, I don't hate it. I mean, I'm always oh, down I did for so dog much hunting. research on that just to get it thrown out the drain. They better find Carlos Vera look like the last minute matchup <laughs> for me. And fuck yeah. All right. Well, here we go. We'll move to round three. Jared, this is going to be yours. You get to take the hottie. This is one of the hottest girls in the UFC. I don't care what anyone says. The one of Santos. Big fan. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Anna for work, not necessarily her fighting, just how she looks. I love Latinas. Okay. I love Latinas, but we got, uh, Stephanie Egger versus Luana Santos. Jared, take it away. Who you got in this matchup? Well, we're looking at two judo black belts here. Um, though in Luana Santos's debut, we didn't really get to see much of that. She fought Juliana Miller and, um, who's a killer, by the way. Do you mean that? Her, her nickname's Killer. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I completely. I think she's the biggest flop in tough in tough history. Dude, I know that we haven't known each other that long, Jared. But you got to give me more respect than that. I mean, I fuck, dude. Juliana Miller sucks. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. I, I was like, are you serious? <laughs> no, you know what though, man. I was really partial to her in her first actual UFC fight against Hardy. Because yeah, I, got, I, cashed- I got both on that too. Well, I, I bet on her and I yep. parlayed her with, um, Jeff Neal, with Spivak, with Muhammad Usman and with, um, Jamal Hill, all five of that main card that night. And I hit it was like what got me into betting it was like I threw the first time ever. It's the story of everyone betting wow. right? $5 and I got like 195 off of that. Now I'm addicted to betting. So, you know, I kind of, I was on, I was on Miller, but, uh, not anymore. He caught the bug. He caught the bug. Yeah, dude. When you turn five and almost 200, yeah, that'll do it. But sorry, Jared, continue. Yeah. So back to that Miller fight. Um, Miller sucks, but the only thing she brings is pressure, but she doesn't know what to do with it. She just knows how to move towards the opponent. Santos match that energy. And I'd love to say, you know, she did good work, but I mean, she really was kind of flailing her arms, just throwing wild hooks against a lesser opponent like Miller. You're going to get away with that. I don't, you know, the higher she goes, I do think the ceiling could be high for her, but the higher she goes, she's going to have to polish it up a bit. She's really early on in her career. So I think, you know, that's some stuff she can work on. Yeah. As far as Stephanie Egger, um, I think she's better than her record shows. It's just on the feet. She can't string any combinations together. She's always one shot at a time trying to get into a clinch and just get it on the ground. She's got good ju- judo. So does Santos. She's probably better at jujitsu. Give the edge to Santos on the feet. 
it's another weird fight. Um, I'm going to side with Santos, but I don't love it. Okay. Interesting. I thought for sure you were going to go with, uh, with Edgar here. I'm on the other side. Um, and I'll explain why I think Luana Santos, people are riding high on her because of a win in the UFC. And we mentioned it's against, you know, just someone that's definitely going to be a, a double champion, right? Miller's going to be a double champ. And, you know, so Luana does beat her, but Stephanie Edgar comes in and she, you know, she beats Eileen Perez, who she's decent, man. We're talking about her last two fights here because Myra Bueno Silva fighting for the belt, dude. Okay. She's fighting for the belt against Raquel Pennington, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Stephanie Edgar's got the better level of competition. In her last two fights, she goes out, and of course, my computer's fucking freezing again. Irina Alexeva, the Russian Ronda, she goes out and gets this fluke submission loss. Man, that was such a fluke how that happened. Um, we know that Irina Alexeva is not great, so a lot of people are going to be low on um, on Edgar right now. I think that you're able to get Edgar at a at a huge discount. I think that sh- this should be closer to a pick'em. Um, again, both high level judo female fighters judoka right um dude give me Edgar all day man and i think uh i think Edgar gets it by decision i think that there could be some kind of uh weirdness going on but yeah give it just to play it safe give me Edgar by decision alex what's what the got? weight at what's the weight at i think this is at a uh, bantam weight right let's check yeah uh bantam it feels like trying to build up Luana off of Edgar because I agreed with you right when I saw this. I said the line really should be a little bit closer. I mean, if anything, you know, I, I do like if I'm going to bet anything on this fight, I'm going to bet the over. Over two and a half. I think it's almost a lock to go to a decision. For minus 500. Face, I don't want to have nothing to do with the fight. And I'm probably going to want to be on the underdog side and right. the, the case going to a decision. But then they're going to give it to the marketable fighter, the one that they're going to try to promote in any case that it's close. You know, I, I do think Edgar has fought way better competition. And when she loses, it is fluky. I mean, Myra and Irene, ugh, when she loses, it's bad. Right. But anything close, she's been digging it out. It's just one of those fights that I'd stay away. It's hard to find an edge. I, I'm definitely going to be pounding that over. But, you know, gun to my head, I guess I'd take the value side and take a shot. You know, anything close, you want to be on a dog side. It's just, I, I, it just feels political. And my political bias is telling me that they want Luana to win the younger girl. You know, but Jared's told me this before in the past. When someone's late in their career, like Edgar's late in her career. She's not going to be like a 40-year-old contender. Right. So the UFC likes to keep these older vets up, give them their shot while they have the chance and have the the youth or you know the last few years that they have. So the UFC likes to milk them a little bit. And I could see that scheme with Edgar, you know, she's almost there. She's kind of like the gatekeeper status right now. And in a very shallow division, right? Which, which should make you worry too that they want to fill it up and they want people to get up there. Um, it's just probably a stay away from me, to be honest. But wise move. Definitely going to be taken over, and that's why I advise everyone else. Gun ahead. Who are you going with in a pick? Ah, 
I'm going to go with Edgar. I'm reluctant, but I'm going to go with Edgar because I think the odds are off. I'll take that extra, you know, 65 bucks off of a hundred, but it, it, it feels like the bookies want to take you that. That's why whenever they be offering lines that don't, that don't match up, it's usually a trap. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the age difference I'm just noticing right now is massive 23 to 35. That's when it gets a little scary, man. Um, Again, this is one to stay away from realistically. Everything in my body is telling me Egger, but I mean, it, it, maybe Jared's on the right side here with, with Santos. So oh, weird be fight. Clear, not, I am not betting this fight. And okay. If I'm betting this fight, I'm betting Egger last minute. Okay. Or maybe like, uh, yeah, just some kind of weird strike line or something like that. Right. Um, who led that last one was, it, oh, it was Jared. Cause I let you, let you have my, uh, one of my hot Latinas here. I'll take this one. We got Steve Garcia rescheduled from last week. And I, this is one that I was really excited to talk with Harry about if he was on because he was really high on Garcia. This was one of his, his locks, essentially. Steve Garcia versus Melt Costa. And Garcia had to pull out because of a health concern of some kind. I wish this fight would have gone because I was on Costa. Everyone was on Costa. But for some reason, Harry was seeing something in Garcia. Now, Garcia being the bigger dude. Garcia having to cut weight twice, doubling down on Costa, man. I don't think that this needs to be overthought. Give me Costa. Give me knockout for what sure for Costa. Only, what makes you think only Garcia cut, though? Costa probably had a cut, too. Yeah, they both have to cut weight, but Garcia is the bigger dude, and he's had trouble with weight in the past, and he also had a health issue this last week. Any I mean, details on the health issue? They I don't know that. what the health issue was. I just heard a few ASAP. different – I know because, yeah, it could be bullshit, right? Um, let me see here what they say. If they show anything about reasoning, um, I just know that the, they only show one here on uh, for the weight miss, but he's had several weight issues, man. Like, no, if you click on canceled bout, it should show you. Oh, at the bottom here. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So, yeah, let's see if it if it shows. They'll probably say it was rescheduled. But, say no, no, no. It'll say him illness. Uh, yeah, Garcia illness. Don't so, step no, no specific thing here. But yes, uh, I'm doubling down on Costa. Um, Alex, what do you think on uh, Garcia Costa? You sticking with Costa like last time? I mean, this makes me even more scared because it's it's a kind of a little bit of propaganda. You don't know if they the UFC's lying. I feel like the UFC lies about a lot of these fights that get rescheduled the week after. I feel like it's be, it's because they need the slot filled. Sure. And they need You know what I mean with that deal with ESPN, they have a mandatory amount of fights that they have to do every week, which is why I think we'd be seeing more cancellations, more fights rebooked on short notice all the time. And you know, without, I would have thought the line would have shifted too. The line's still where it's at after Garcia was missed, missed that fight off an illness. You would have thought more action would come in on Costa. So that's another red flag for me. It's kind of the line not moving makes me feel like the Costa bet is a trap because they're like, hey, man, he's sick. The guy was sick. He didn't want to fight last week. Bet Costa. You know, I will stick with Costa, but uh, another one I'm not running to the sports book to bet. But I will tell you one thing. I did have a bet on this before. And damn, I'm going with all the over-unders this week. I like the under two and a half. Last time I looked, it was minus 175. And 
And I thought that was way too low. I thought that line should have been minus 250. The no distance is minus 250. So I'm going to shave that extra two and a half minutes, take down to two and a half, and we'll let it ride. I like it. Okay. Jared, what you got? Yeah, I'm uh, no different from last week. <clears throat> I'm on Costa. Um, I think it's probably going to go over just because of Garcia's toughness. But, um, yeah, not the only thing that's changed is I've gotten a little more confidence in Costa because of the Garcia pullout last week. So, okay. um, yeah, Costa by decision. I get it, dude. I mean, uh, that's exactly where I'm at. Alex, this next one is yours. Uh, Hyung Sung Park versus Shannon Ross. The baddest fighter out of uh, Australia or wherever the fuck he's from. Shannon Ross, man. In my opinion, not UFC caliber, but uh, what do you got on this one, Alex? Uh, just because this fight should be in you know, another country called China, I'm going to have a little bias towards the uh, Asian fighter in this card. Political bias. Because if this card was in China, I guarantee you a lot more people would be betting the Asians, and, and the Asians would be more likely to win. They're trying to build that market out of there. Yeah. And uh, whenever they're trying to build a market, you, we've already noticed with the trend this year, every hometown event has hometowners winning. Every single one, Australia card, the British card, every card has more often than not, more than 50% of the hometowners or the ones repping the region, or the geography, they win. And that is strategic. The UFC does that. We are That's a huge target that I've been targeting ever since I started betting MMA. It's just, who do the UFC want to win? Ride that. Because they will set them up for success. Yeah, sometimes they're going to shit the bed. Sometimes the UFC is going to invest into a rotten egg. But almost all the Asians this week, I'm going to be riding a lot. I got Asian. I got Asian sensation this week. Hey, you got yellow fever, dude. I think, uh, I think to prove your point before Jared gives his picks, even the Mexico card that was in Las Vegas, all the Mexicans won there. Every single Mexican won. And that was in Vegas. It was just Man, Mexican independent. been having a rough year. Yeah. That's all true. Been losing this year. That was the only card they were having success on. Well, and Canadians, man, I fade Canadian MMA. And when they went to Canada, it was a Canadian sweep. So, yeah, you're right, dude. And and, and it's it's telegraphed. But, I mean, we don't need to overcomplicate this. Jared, what do you think here, man? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree, even with the marketing standpoint and the X's and O's. I mean, I think Shannon Ross, this is probably it. This is probably the end of the road for him in the UFC. Um, just watching the tape, I mean, it really is a clear mismatch. I, I think Park knocks him out early. Yeah. I, don't, I think it's pretty clear cut on this one. How many knockout wins does Park have? Because, yeah, um, getting knocked out by Jesus Aguilar. So only three, but he's only got a total of eight professional fights. His first fight in the UFC was a submission, which is interesting. Uh, submission victory. But he's undefeated. You know, this is another one of these kids that the UFC definitely wants to build. Um, does he Does he train out of? Okay, no, I was wondering if he trains out of that zombie MMA gym. But, uh Dude, Shannon Ross getting knocked out by Jesus Aguilar in like 12 seconds or whatever it was. Jesus Aguilar is four feet tall and he's a grappler and he knocked out Shannon Ross with just a mean overhand right. And I had, Shan I had, um, Jesus that night because I actually really liked the dude, but, uh, I think he, I think Aguilar has a tough time winning a lot of fights in the UFC, but Shannon Ross, I mean, that was a layup for him. So 
Um, yeah, man. And I think that was actually on the, uh, was that on the Mexican, uh, Independence Day card as well? No, it was in Australia. So, I mean, they were kind of teeing up Shannon Ross to win that, right? That goes against our theory that we just talked about, but I think it stands still. So we're all on park, kind of an easy one there. Um, the secondary pick for that, the, the bookies see that fight not going the distance minus 500. Yeah. I, I got to agree with them. So if you're not, if you are worried that, cause Shannon Ross comes out hard, you know, he comes out swinging. That man can swing hard. He probably knock out anyone in that division. He scares me too. And that's why I, you know, I've definitely lost a bet on him in the past. Turkish delight. He's got one of the coolest nicknames in the UFC. The Turkish delight, dude. Like, come on, like Turkish delight, but he's out of Australia. I like, that's one of the up. best candies you'll ever have in your life, bro. Like, you need to, <laughs> you need to start showing up and fulfilling that nickname and being good. So, I mean, yeah, at his odds though, right now, his odds. <laughs> I, I don't know what these odds are showing. He ain't. Uh, Park isn't minus two twenty anymore. Yeah, he's gonna be. I would imagine minus four hundred. No, he's minus six hundred, minus okay. six fifty, minus five hundred at some books. So that's he's unbettable. Outrageous. That's outrageous. We get into outrageous land. But knockout first round for Park, I think, is probably going to still be yeah. with it. Under one and a half, under two and a half, under one and a half minus two hundred. Okay. Unconfirmed piece, but I'll go with Park. But that line is is scary, man. That line changed. That's a big change. Minus two twenty to minus six hundred. You better hope it ain't a close fight. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be scary if it gets close. Now, Jared, you can take this one here, man. This is a, a uh, this is an interesting one, man. Kanan Song versus uh, Kevin Jusay. Yeah, so yeah, definitely a weird one. Um, Jusay's debut. That was a really fun fight. I mean, that, that was really entertaining. He's, I mean, did some good work, faced some adversity, ended up getting the finish. I mean, it was a fun debut. I believe Crosby was also, yeah, he was also debuting. Um, I don't think, th- I mean, I don't understand why the odds are so close here. You, you know, you'd think it'd be a stepping stone type of thing, but. Keenan Song, he's tough, man. He he has three losses in the UFC. They're to Ian Gary, Max Griffin, Alex Morono. Um, I ask myself, is Juice? Do I put Juice in the same category as those three guys? I really, really don't. So, at dog odds, there's, I, I don't think I'm good enough to not bet Song here. Okay, I get it. I get it. Um, do you have any kind of method that you're leaning towards Song with? Um, I think he could just probably, I think he could get him out of there late, but I would probably lean more towards a decision victory. Okay. I like it. Um, I, I am on the side. I'm trying to do like a, I'm to keep this even. I'm just like going in order of like how I see our faces here. Um, so I know Alex, you mentioned that you're, you're leaning towards all the Asian fighters. This was supposed to be in Shanghai. Just so happens Kanan Song's got a Chinese flag next to his name. I you think that you know the pick, then. I know I know the pick, but I want to hear your reasoning. But I, I got to say, oh, man. Oh, this one I'm confident because I, I'm a little biased, though. I bet on him in his last fight against Bedoya, plus 300. Horrible okay. card for me, but he was one of my few winning picks on the card, and I was very happy about it. It was on that super early morning card. 
and oh yeah, three in the morning or whatever it was. Yeah, it was like five a.m. start, and I was very happy with his performance. Close fight, but against a high volume guy like Badoya, Badoya just didn't show up that day, and his volume was lower than expected. I was happy. I think he's got underrated power. You know, we saw what he did to Ian Gary too. I think he's live for a knockout here. I wouldn't be getting greedy with Method on the mm-hmm. underdog. Um, I'd be. He's durable too. He's pretty durable. I'd be. I'd be willing to lean a finish only bet, but I love his money line here. Only way he loses, in my opinion, he gets a little wet blanketed. He he gets taken down. I guess he could get submitted, but I I, I see him having multiple paths to victory. Kevin's if Kevin doesn't get him down, he's not gonna win. I I just don't see him being able to hang with Khan. He could probably keep it competitive on the feet, but I think eventually Khan Khan's gonna hit him with some power. I, I trust Khan, I, and he's he's getting better too. He's getting a little humble. He's he's gaining a little bit more experience. Who's fought the better guys? I mean, he fought one of the top dogs of the UFC right now that no one can keep their name out of his his name out of their mouth right now. Yeah, and Gary. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's most because of his wife, right? But uh, and in that I, fight too, before he, he kibbied out, I think he might have a gas tank problem. That's why it's not like a like a heavy pick that I'm gonna go bet a couple thousand on, but I'm willing to drop a couple hundred on Song money line. Only worried about his cardio. I'm worried about him not being able to get up off his back. But other than that, he should be able to get this done. Outpoint him, knock him out. I feel confident. Anything close, they're going to Song too. Anything close. Well, remember they are in Vegas. They're not in China. So, yeah, but the card was meant to be in China. So all the matchmaking, all the politics has already been set. Maybe they're missing out on a couple judges, but the matchups have been set, and that's what matters. You know, sure. Don't, but you're right. We might be missing out on judges. Um, for me, man, you, you mentioned the gas tank issue. I think it's also a fight IQ issue. That's my thing with Song. I'm gonna go against you guys. I'm gonna go with you set. He trains at a city kickboxing. You mentioned that uh, Giuseppe's got to get it to the ground. I think he can absolutely hang with Song on the feet. I know Israel Adesanya is kind of, uh, you know, fading out into the the darkness or whatever we want to say. And city kickboxing needs somebody new. Eugene Behrman's a great coach. Uh, say what you want to about, like, Kai Car France. Got I don't really like. What's that? They got Olberg. They got Olberg, but, I mean, he he's... I don't know. He's just straight power. There's no serious technique there, in my opinion. He's bringing in a new market. Australia? Nah, females. Oh, (laughs) yeah, I guess. I mean, I I don't know. That's why I think the Ronda Rousey uh, fucking Misha Tate fight's coming back, because they want to get the females. Yeah, but that doesn't get females watching. I think it does, man. A lot of of women idolize. Female fights get men watching. Eh, maybe. But he doesn't even go by Ladies' Night anymore. That was his nickname before. It was Ladies' Night. And it's not Ladies' Night no more. So I don't even think he cares about that shit. I don't know. That's just my theory. But no, I'm going to go with uh, with Jusette. He's the bigger guy. I think he's actually the more powerful dude, too. Um, I think he's a favorite here for a reason. And uh, I don't understand for the life of me why he would ha- why this matchup would be placed if they were just trying to lay up uh, the Chinese fighter for you know 
some something seriously easy. I mean, this isn't an easy fight, no matter which way you break it down. Um, now, of course, he, I could say this, and then Song goes out there and gets a 30-second knockout, but I just don't see that happening, man. Give me Juset. Give me a knockout, because Song has shown that he's chinny. Uh, Ian Gary does have power, but, I mean, you, you shouldn't be able to rock someone that bad like he did to Ian Gary and then lose, man. That reminds me of, like, Semmelsberger, right, who has horrible fight IQ. Um, just goes out there and hurts people and then gets finished. That's not how it's supposed to work. So, or Terman, uh, you know, another person that just did that recently. So yeah, give me just uh, give me knockout round one or two, man. I think that it's going to happen pretty quick. Um, let's see. I think Alex, you're starting this one. I think you're right on the last one. That means that that audience was going to be very sour. And that means this one was going to be the palate cleanser. And I, I think Park's the only way you can go here. I no, I Park- mean, it makes sense. I mean, like I said, it makes sense. You know what? Uh, it worries me, though, because the line seems too good to be true. I'd cap him at, like, minus 250, 200. He's minus 170. I see this being a stand-up fight, and I see him working it. You talking about this Park or the next one? I'm talking about the next fight. Oh, okay, so Andre Muniz versus okay. Jung Young Park. Okay. So you're going with Park pretty easy. Yeah. But the line scares me. The line is super scary. It seems off in the wrong direction. And it seems like a trap. But I like it. It's better than what it was. It's It was minus 220 on there. It's minus 180 right now. So it's coming down. All the early money coming on Muniz. I'm yeah. worried. I'm worried about it. I'm overly confident on the turtle. Yeah, the Iron Turtles. Are, you know, he's underrated, man. A lot of people uh, kind of sleep on this dude. Jared, what are your thoughts on uh, the Iron Turtle versus, uh, we'll just go Muniz. I was trying to read his nickname. I don't know what the fuck that is. What do you got here, man? I am 100% on the Iron Turtle. He's got the momentum. I think the only place he's not better than Muniz is jujitsu. Um, I think he's a better wrestler. I think he's a better striker. I just, I see more ways to win for Park. And with Muniz, it's just like, dude, who, like, if his past two fights didn't happen, this would probably be a little bit different of a conversation right now. Brendan Allen, I can kind of, you know, I can give you a pass on that. But who the fuck gets knocked out by Paul Craig? It was just such a bad look. It's just, I can't get behind that. I I love Park in this spot. I saw the line on DraftKings earlier today. I think it was like minus 170 or minus 180. And to Alex's point, that shit felt too good to be true. So got me a little worried, but just looking at the X's nose and how I see the fight going, I think it's all part. Let's go Iron Turtle. But how does Muniz win? If Muniz is going to win, how does... Submission. So he's got to get, he's got to wrestle. He's got to get a takedown. Or, I mean, off his back, he pulls something. Yeah, he can get get a throw up a triangle or something. He's the better jujitsu player. And I think that's the only place he's better. Um, I think Muniz is a guy that he kind of had a great transition of jujitsu to MMA and where it really worked out for him in MMA. But once you reach a certain point, you need to have the full package. And I don't think he's anything more than a jujitsu guy. And I think the way he went out against Paul Craig really solidified that. Um, a guy that in part, not that parts a slouch on the ground. He's got good jujitsu too, but it's not on Muniz's level. He's the better wrestler. He's the better striker. How do I not side with him here? He's got the momentum. It's Iron Turtle time. Yeah, man. I've been fading the Iron Turtle 
ever since I've known who he was, ever since I've been watching fights with him. And I, there's just something about him, man. I still can't ride with him here, man. I still can't. I, like, dude, I was doing that too. There's, you just, it's a bias because you look at him. He's got that <laughs> face. You just want to bet against. It has All to right. be the face-offs that make you want to bet against him. No, because he does like super slow, like, I'm going to throw the peace sign. I'm like Hello Kitty shit. Awkward. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. He looks like a jabroni. I get where you're coming from. He looks like he plays with Tony uh, ponies in his off time. He, he wears diapers and he has a mommy fetish is what this dude has, dude. <laughs> I just... I think he's maybe he's just autistic and it's hard to tell with Koreans. And he plays with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and that's where he got the nickname. That's <laughs> possible, honestly, man. Hey, he's a good fighter. I'm not trying to take nothing away from him. But again, this is, I think, a recency bias spot. Uh, Iron Turtles coming in on a four-fight win streak against some decent dudes. Andre Muniz, like it or not, he's fighting the much higher level of competition. Paul Craig, higher level of competition than anyone that Park has faced, man. Albert Duraev, not better than than Paul Craig. Dennis Tolulin, I mean, dude, Dennis Tolulin's horrible, right? Like one of the worst in in this division. Joseph Holmes, I mean, he's not even in the UFC anymore. And I always fade the mustache. Anyone, anytime someone has that curly mustache, fade him because they try to be a fake tough guy. They try to represent those old like bare knuckle fighters of the old days. Eric Anders, not great either. Andre Eric Andrews fighting. would beat the shit out of Paul Craig, I think. You think so? personally yeah maybe i hold the name math here you know i i just try to see the way the fight's gonna go between these two guys i just yeah i mean how how do you see me getting it done so i don't think he even needs to get a submission i see something weird could happen here man like as crazy as it sounds it's possible a knockout type thing happens because park doesn't want to go to the ground with this dude why would park want to go to the ground with muniz muniz knows this he's not gonna so okay continue I just think that a knockout could happen, man. It sounds stupid. It's I know that it sounds stupid, but I think something weird could happen in this fight for sure. Let me see how many knockouts Muniz has real quick. And I mean, he doesn't look like a, the most, you know, physically imposing dude. He's got four knockouts. I don't know if any of these come in the UFC. Um, all submissions in the UFC, right? So he's knocking out lower levels of competition, but. I think the Iron Turtle is a lower level of competition, man. I'm not going to, like, officially say knockout. But, dude, I think that Muniz gets it done, man. I honestly do. Um, he, he could do it by decision. I, I think that the least likely way that he could win by would be by uh, submission because Park's smart. You know, he's not – for his, his the lack of, of physical ability that Park has, for the lack of um, power that Park has, one thing that he does have is fight IQ, dude. He's very smart. He's not going to fucking go to the ground. If we're talking about the floor being lava with that chick fight earlier, the floor is lava for Park. So this is going to remain standing. And I think that, uh, I think Muniz, Muniz knows that as well. I think that it could be a knockout, man. So give me Muniz. Muniz has some of the lowest volume on the feet. I know, man. Throw up his stats, like UFC stats. Throw up his stats. He's probably got 1.2 strikes per minute. He is one of the lowest outputting fighters. Like you, he's impossible to trust on the feet. Too. I know how it sounds. Got a lot better than striking accuracy. Two. A lot better than I thought he did. And let's pull up uh, the Iron Turtle. Let me see. The Iron Turtle's pretty low volume too, but it's just I, I trusted him. I trust him on the feet a lot better more than Muniz. Just volume wise, he's gonna be winning. 
It's a good bet because I think that. Yeah, I think it's a good bet because every second that goes by and this fight's continuing and on the feet, I think Jungum Park's live line's going to keep going through the roof. And then that's just an easier way to arbitrage out later during the fight. If you're worried in the third round, he looks a little tired. Because that's the only way I think he's going to lose is he gets tired. He won't get tired before uh, before Muniz does. He's got a better gas tank. Yeah, but they always say that. We always say that. Me and Jared always the kings of saying this. Remember, remember when it's whenever it goes mainstream and everyone's talking about someone having a gas tank problem, they come back and the gas tank's brilliant now. It's like the only thing they were working on. Right. You He's know what I mean? Bike twenty four seven. Yeah, so I wouldn't be worried too much about Muniz's cardio here. You get embarrassed twice in a row on these co-main main event cards. Your coaches, everyone's, the whole world's telling you what to do. Yeah. So I would. I realize it's a, it's a goofy sounding bet, and I'm might like be I said, on to something. You might be on to something with that knockout because I, I, in my opinion, I think Andre Muniz is the only thing he's going to be working on is cardio and boxing. It's the only thing I would be focusing on. Well, yeah. Why the fuck would he need to work on his ground game? He doesn't need to do that. You know what I mean? That's the last thing the dude needs to work on. And, you know, all that Park's trying to do is work on takedown defense. He might not even be focusing that much on offense. He's probably just trying to make sure, hey, this this does not go to the ground. That's what he's focusing on right now. That's my thought. I could look stupid as shit. This could end in 30 seconds based off of Muniz's last two performances. But he's the bigger man. They're only a year age difference with the year. uh, I mean, almost exactly a year age difference uh, with Park being favored by one year. He's got the reach. I mean, if Muniz can just string together some, I mean, sixth grade level striking, he could he could have a serious chance of doing decent here, man. And he was supposed to be a prospect before he started shit in the bed. So, yeah, give me Muniz. I get why you guys are on Park, though. Nick, if Nick was here, he'd be on Park, too. He's a big Iron Turtle fan. I will take Kelvin Gastelum right here, Nazareth Hackbrast versus Jamie Malarkey. These two are twins here. Look at this guy. Um we got Nazareth Hackprass versus Jamie Malarkey, who looks like he crawled out of a drain or something. I mean, this dude's wild looking. Um, Jamie Malarkey, underrated dude. I mean, he's chinny as all hell. I think that he's, I, I, I really don't think that he should have won against McDessey here. This was in Australia, right? And I'm big in MMA. Aubrey. Uh, yeah, dude. But hey, I had him in a parlay, a big parlay. This is I was doing this thing called the UFC ladder where you take money from last week that you won from a parlay. And like, say you take $40 and off that $40, you win $250. You take the $250, you put that into a parlay. I had a $250 parlay with fucking malarkey in it. And I was sweating, dude. I got up and I was drinking. I was like, this fucking dude lost it. And he wins. And I'm like, fuck yes. dude. I have no idea how he got that. But Karma's coming back to him here. Yes, he's an underdog. Nazareth Hackpress is not as dangerous as we used to think that he was. Um, I believe he's the shorter dude. Yeah, two inches, not not too much. But I think this is a bounce back spot. Uh, not that, you know, Nazareth Hackpress has been like losing. Obviously, he's on a two fight win streak. Decent. But I think he gets a finish here against Malarkey. I think he chins him, man. Uh, like I said, Malarkey's very chinny. Give me Nazareth by knockout round two. Let's go. Uh, Jared, what you got, dude? Uh, yeah, so I lost on Kelvin Gaslam last week. 
and I'm hoping I don't lose on them again this week because I'm taking the Afghani Kelvin Gaslam. I also think he's going to get a knockout. If he doesn't get the knockout, he's going to get knocked out. Um, I don't know. It kind of feels like punching bag on punching bag action, but Malarkey's more of a punching bag. I think Nazareth has a higher ceiling. Um, I mean, struggling as much as Malarkey struggled against Mac Desi and got gifted that decision because they were in Australia. Hard to get behind a guy after that visual, an older guy. You know, it just, that shouldn't have been a close fight. I think that fight was kind of made for him to win and he didn't perform. Um, yeah. I had high hopes for him when he first came to the UFC, but, you know, as much knockout power as he has, he has the ability to get knocked out, man. He he is chinny. Um, I'm going to have to side with Nazra out here probably to get a knockout. And, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you around, too. I, I give him a round. Yeah, beat each other up a little bit, soften each other up. and then sloppy for a round. Yeah, exactly, dude. That's where I'm at. Um, Alex, I'm going to step away for a second. What do you got here for this one? You guys are telling me to take the under here, huh? Under two and a half at plus 180. That's pretty juicy. The second I saw this fight, I I love the trust. Both of their durability here. I like the – they both have good IQ. Definitely a fight I would want to stay away from. You know, Nazrat at like minus 200, it's a little bit high. You know, I think it's more of like minus 150 range. I like, I like Nazrat in this matchup. It's just, I think it's going to a decision and I think it could be kind of close. I'm trying to avoid those spots. I hate those spots now. They're gut wrenching, especially when you hear this judge has it. 29, 28. And now this judge has it. 30-27. And it's just like... It's like a lottery ticket at this point. And I don't want to bet on goddamn lottery tickets anymore. Have you, you know? noticed, though, Alex? Because you're in a conspiracy just as much as I am. Have you noticed that when... You know how they have the split screen and you can see some of Bruce Buffer's suit? Bruce Buffer's probably not going to be here. But especially when it's Bruce Buffer. If Bruce Buffer is more in the side of whichever fighter, that fighter wins, dude. And I've, oh, I've paid I gotta start looking for that now. <laughs> it's it's mostly with no, Buffer. No, no, no. Who was the celebrity that was sitting behind uh the red corner last week? Uh, there was week? Burr. Uh, a few weeks ago we had Bill Burr. Last yeah, week was in the uh, Apex, was, right? Yeah, he was behind oh, Joe, oh, Joe Rogan last week. Joe Rogan was there in the crowd last week, not commentating. And oh, in Austin. Him. Okay. And he was behind Misha Tate. And you know how he's famous for looking at that ass and getting caught looking at it. And I immediately knew Misha Tate was going to win. Like, I just I just felt it. I was like, oh, my God, that's a sign. He, they, he didn't get this seat to check out that ass and be another meme just to have Misha Tate lose. You should have listened you know, to me, dude. I told you. I, I laid out the game plan for you right now. It was the same thing as the Brundage thing. You know, the whole card. They're showing his, his, his whole coach. coach and everything. Yeah. And Jared's like, I'm about to cash out my Reese bets right now. You know what I said? I was like, oh. you know, I have mine in a slip. You're lucky you even have the opportunity to do that right now. Because I'm not even at the casino. Yeah. Yeah, man. I felt the same way. I was like, dude, I'm feeling good about my Brundage bet right now. And I had oh. I had knockout round one and i had brundage in a separate bet so i i that was my best play of the night and then i had i took like half my winnings throughout the night and i just put it on figgy just by money line and it it turned out to be a decent night you know one of the better nights i've had in a while but yeah dude uh rough spot 
So did Alex make a pick? Do you know, Jared? I don't think he did. I, I know he wanted to stay away from it, but I think he was going with I'll take Nazareth. I'm not happy about it. See, Some this makes me real uncomfortable that we're all fishy. on the same side. I'm fishy about this fight. I'm not confident. Definitely a fight I would like to stay away from. Okay. I mean, yeah, this is uh, the Tatsuro Taira fight, the park fight, the first park. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, the first park and then the Nazareth fight, we're all on the same side of. So those are spots to be wary of when we all agree. Uh, I believe I took that one first. Jared, why don't you take this dude, Tim Elliott? God, I hope he fucking wins versus Sumaderji. Uh, what do you got between these guys? Yeah, they really threw me for a loop at this one. Soon as I finished doing all my tape and all my notes on Nasi Meno, I open up Instagram and sure enough, now Nasi Meno is out, Elliot's in. I'm like, yeah, of course. Dude, I thought someone misspoke when I heard this earlier today. I was like, fucking yeah. Tim Elliot, he fought like three weeks ago. Yeah, I think um, Elliot's, I think he's collecting a check. I mean, back to this card was supposed to be in Shanghai they're going towards a certain market on this card. Um, it's another, the floor is lava situation for um, Suma Durgy. He needs to keep it on the, I like him on the feet, dude. I mean, I don't know how he lost that Matt Schnell fight. He some way, some way, somehow he found a way to lose, but I just, without looking at that result and just looking at how he did leading up to that, he's ranging on the feet, man. He's sharp. Um, you know, that Tim Elliott, Awkward, weird entries. He wants the fight on the mat. I mean, it's striker versus grappler. I'm going to take the volume of Sumadurji to um, keep Elliot at bay. And Elliot collects a check and we all go home happy. I'm going to side with the underdog here, Sumadurji. You got any method? Decision? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with decision just off Elliot's toughness. Um, I Yeah, I think. We're definitely going to end up on the ground at some point. It's not like it's going to be a sweat-free bet. It's probably going to be really stressful, but I think he's going to do enough on the feet. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember when um, Charles Jordan fought the washed-up Gracie. I forget which Gracie that was, right? You got Kong Gracie. It Kron. was yeah. fucking butt-scooting guard pulling. Easy bunny. I mean, just uh, live for. Claudio Poyas and him are the same person, right? Um, I mean, the, with these jujitsu specialists these days, they're not cutting it, man. That's why I think that Muniz is, is aware enough to to change his game. I don't think that Elliot's jujitsu is going to. I mean, you know that Sumadershi knows jujitsu. Like, he knows the defensive right. jujitsu. So, yeah, man, I'm interested what Alex, what you've got here, man, because I'm going to lead us off with this co-main. And then, Alex, I'll let you take it away on the main event first. Baby, I'm on Sumadurji to get that win. But I, I, as much as as confident as I am, if I could, there is a bet that I there is a style of bet that I like on Tim Elliott, and I want everyone to check this out if you can. It's usually on DraftKings. They just changed the the way you can bet on this. So you used to be able to bet who can, who would get more takedowns than the other guy. Mm. As long as they get one, your bet would cash. It was a little extra juice, but now they took that all out. Now you can only bet if a fighter gets a takedown total in the fight, one or two plus, 
or you can do round one, one or two. I'd be willing to take some shots on Tim Elliott, you know, round one takedown, two plus takedowns total. Be very willing to do that because I think he gets a couple out of there. But I wouldn't bet as much as on that as I am on Sue Maderji money line because I think Sue's going to get up. T.R. Yeah, man, I, I agree know. with you guys, but I'm going a little farther. I'm going to get uh, Sumadurji KO. I think he's actually going to knock out Tim Elliott, who was just doing a weight cut a month ago at 36 years old. The man's 27, nine years younger, right? Um, that's a massive age difference. Again, fitting in with our China narrative, even though we know they're in Vegas. Can't stress that enough. But Tim Elliott making this cut this often. You know, uh, this is a month ago, man. This is That's tough to do. Before that, he fought six months ago. Uh, look decent against Makayev. Everyone kind of looks like decent against Makayev, right? Makayev is on my list. Remember I told you I had that list yeah. of overrated guys. I'm waiting to fade. Makayev's on there. Yeah, dude. It sounds like you and I think the same way about a lot of these prospects, Jared, because, dude, like, I don't understand the hype. Uh, I, I actually think that there's a point to fade Gary, and it could be this weekend, man. Luke's no joke. Oh, you guys got to hear me out. I'm just about to bring that up, too. He's, a, he's also on the list. Well, we'll talk about this a little bit at the end of this because this episode ran nice and quick. And then uh, we might potentially be recording the next episode while I'm in Philly for work, uh, unless we do it like Sunday or Monday, like Alex and I were talking about. Well, what were you going to chime in there with, Alex? I was going to say, usually all these guys on that list that you want to fade, the prospects that are usually overhyped. Yeah, they keep fucking winning. Because the UFC wants them to win. They're the ones yeah. that we should be paying attention to because they are the market builders. They're yes, the, they keep getting I mean. fed, just like Patty Pimblett coming up against Tony Ferguson. He's on the list too. It just hasn't been the time yet. But I'm getting—I mean, we'll get to that. Why is Tony Ferguson only plus two hundred? <laughs> oh my God! Be careful with that. Be careful saying. with that. Blades oh, and shades. That's that's iffy. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, I don't know. That's wild. I mean, I, I wouldn't take Tony Ferguson at plus four hundred. I don't think. But Dude, we got a six fight losing streak versus six fight winning streak. Let's fucking go. Tony time. One more time. Yeah. Tony's the type of guy to fucking go on a six fight losing streak just to be, you know, a champion again soon. But, um, okay. So where we leave off here with this. So yeah, we were talking shit about, uh, Mohammed Makayev, specifically I was. Jared, you're agreeing a little bit. Everybody looks decent against Makayev. Uh, Tim Elliott looks good until he doesn't, gets choked out in the third round, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, man. Give me KO. Give me a KO for Sumadershi. We're all on Sumadershi. I think it's uh it's an interesting fight, a clash of styles, if you will. And dude, how are you how are you if you're Tim Elliott? How are you gonna turn down a check right before Christmas? Right? Right before Christmas. Make your make your girlfriend and uh who's that mullet having dude that uh that stole his oh, check? Uh, Kevin Kroom. Kevin Kroom. Um, you know. I don't know. How do you how do you not make them jealous, man? You're getting an extra 50k or whatever the hell you're getting. Go in there and uh and take an L, which is something similar to what I think's going on here, man. Anthony Smith versus Khalil Roundtree. I'm not gonna beat around the bush, dude. I'll give you my pick right up front and then I'll explain. Khalil Roundtree all day long. There is no need to overthink this, in my opinion. Um, Anthony Smith, he's one foot in, one foot out. He's keeping the facade up that he wants to be champion. Um, I heard him say on um uh, on the Believe You Me podcast the other day that he was talking about his rivalry with John Jones. 
This dude never had a rivalry with John Jones. I understand that he was mad at John Jones a few times and they talked shit back and forth. DC and John Jones had a rivalry. Anthony Smith, as much as I love listening to his show, he seems like such a cool dude. He's delusional, man. He's very delusional. He's coming in here for a check. He just did Thanksgiving. Uh, he missed weight in Brazil as a backup fighter uh, when Jamal Hill and Glover Teixeira fought. Uh, the guy chokes in opportune times, it seems like. Uh, he said that he was actually going to do that three-day water fast that Dana White did over Thanksgiving, and he didn't do that. So he chokes. And, I mean, if he would have done that water fast, I might have fucking bet on Anthony Smith right now because that, that seems like it does, like, miracles for your body. He said he didn't do it? Yeah, he said he didn't do it. He said that they were eating on Thanksgiving. Now, maybe that's some of the facade. I don't know. But, yeah, man, uh, I think Anthony Smith chokes on opportune times. I think he's making so much money doing the analyzing. He wants to get in there and, again, make a nice check, um, you know, before Christmas with his nice family. Again, I love Anthony Smith, dude. I'm not really trying to talk shit. I think he lost this fight against Ryan Spann, and I think he's got some MMA karma coming to him. Khalil Roundtree just looking nasty. I mean, just one of the nastiest fighters. I actually, as crazy as it sounds, I'd love to see a fight between Khalil Roundtree and Alex Pajeda. Um, but yeah, dude, give me give me Khalil Roundtree by knockout. As crazy as that sounds, too, because Anthony Smith's tough as shit. Probably be a TKO. Uh, but yeah, give me TKO for uh, Khalil Roundtree, probably around round two or three. I think it's later. But uh, I think Khalil Roundtree gets this done. The war horse, baby. Let's go. Um, Alex, I'm going to have you do the main event. So, Jared, where are you at on uh, Smith and uh, and Roundtree Jr.? I think your Khalil by knockout pick is anything but crazy. That is 100% where I'm at. It feels like Anthony Smith, he's hanging out at the analyst desk. He's doing just fine up there. Collect a quick check before Christmas. Um, I, I love Khalil, dude. He fights people. He fights people like they owe him money. I think he's one of the dirtiest fighters in the UFC. Oblique kicks, kicking grounded opponents. I mean, I I love it. I fucking love it. I, I think he, it really feels like Khalil starting to enter his prime as Anthony Smith has exited his prime. I, I think this is Khalil all, I think. As tough as Anthony Smith is, and as long as he's been around, it's like, what, 20 UFC fights? I 60 think... fights overall. I mean, uh, over 60, right? What is that? Yeah, 60 fucking fights, man. Yeah, and I think, tw- I, th- I want to say like 20-ish are in the UFC. But, That's you know, dude, dude's been around, man. He, um... 20, yeah. exactly. Yeah, dude. Hey, you he... must pay attention to this stuff, Jared. There you go. 20. <laughs> He's been around, dude. He's he's tough, but I I really think Khalil by devastating knockout. I'm gonna say round two, maybe three. But... Exactly what I'm saying. I get it, dude. And it might be one of those spots where it's like Anthony, just retire, buddy. You're never gonna be champ. You, you couldn't beat Jamal Hill, dude. I think he has like a weird thing where he thinks he's like the main character, like Israel Adesanya. Yeah, like how weird, like that moment he had with Johnny Walker of your attack in my family. Like, he's like, what? <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Why are you still fighting? Stay at the analyst desk. Read from your page. I just, I, I just don't see it, man. I, I think Khalil is entering the prime, and he is gonna just dust him. 
Yeah, I think he gets nuked. It could be. I mean, we may be giving Smith a little bit too much credit with two or three. And I feel bad. Like I said, seems like a cool fucking dude, man. I love listening to his podcast with Bisping. Um, but I'm not in the friend business here. Um, Alex, where are you at on this? I've been back and forth on this one. I thought about this one for a good amount of time, you know, just looking at stats. You know, I did lose betting against Khalil in his last fight on stupid Chris Dawkins. You know, basically betting on trend. He never wins as a favorite and only wins as an underdog. But he broke that trend yeah, last fight. Now he's looking to do it again. And I'd hate to go back to the well and bet on Anthony Smith because he's absolutely unreliable. But, you know, so isn't Khalil, to be honest. Some, we have no idea if he's going to show up and act like he did against Pracneau, just do low volume, have low cardio, but... I'll give you this. How long ago did was that Ryan? Two months ago, he got beat up by Ryan Span. He took a lot of damage in that fight. He got fucked up. He got fucked up in that fight. He takes a lot of damage. And that might be showing in the fights and why he's talking to Johnny Walker and thinking he's he's losing it. And, you know, that that is a giant red flag. And Jared, I'm going to agree with him because he, he should be on his way out. When you're screaming at someone like that, delusional in the middle of a fight, I think it's time to hang it up. You got a little bit too much CTE there. But, you know, he's live for a sub. That's how I think he could win. I, the bookies are giving him credit for a knockout at plus 500. I'm not. But it's just I've seen – I'm a little bit biased because I just don't like Khalil. I just – I don't like him as a person. But You're thinking I, of the 2020 Khalil, though. Oh, yeah. the person. As a person, yeah. And what do you know? what do do? so much better. I just, I don't know. I don't like him. I don't <laughs> like his interviews and stuff. I don't know. I just, I don't know. He rubs me the wrong way. I don't know why. Interesting. Um, okay. He's kind of like Jared Cannonier is one of those guys too. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, dude, he's an Arizona guy. A guy moving from Alaska to yeah, Arizona. But he's, like, he's like one of those crystal guys. Is he a crystal like, guy? That is kind of weird. Yeah, you think crystal give him powers and stuff. I'm all good. No, I don't want to hear it. Okay. Yeah, that is a little weird. Okay. Well, I remember I met on so much better. He's gone to Thailand so much better. And that's where I, he showed ever since the Pacquiao fight. He's shown so much improvement. He's a yeah. Bang Tower Tiger or whatever. Um, Jared, so, what were you going to say? Oh, oh I, I bet on Jared Cannonier one time and then. Um, I thought I was going to get him at like better odds. Like I thought if I bet it early, I would get it at a good spot before the line shifts. And, um, you know, so I, I put a bet on him a couple days later. I listened to his interview on media day and he's talking about fucking rocks and like feeling energy from like all these fucking rocks he has and shit. And I'm just like, dude, I really yeah. parted ways with my life with this fucking guy playing at rocks. <laughs> it's a weird thing, but I mean, uh, I mean, how many of you guys had Yuri against Pajeda? I did. Be honest. I, I mean, I'm wa- about to walk out the casino because I know I'm losing a decision. Well, so how, I mean, how do you feel about his fucking weird shit? Because for the record, and you can go back and you can listen, I was heavy on Pajeda. And I was also heavy on uh, on Sergey. So I lost that one. But, I mean, dude, fucking, you want to talk about a fucking freak? Yuri sits there in a children's playground with an eye patch on. Looking at circles instead of hitting boxes. So you guys don't have a problem with that kind of training, but you have a problem with crystals. You know, you know that's a great point, and I'm not even gonna 
humor <laughs> you with giving an argument, you got you're hundred percent right. <laughs> what the fuck are you bitching about? That's it's funny, man. What were you gonna say, Alex? Uh that card is scarring me right now because I remember Trump came out and I'm screaming oh, yeah. at I said, what does that mean? What does it mean? It means someone's going to win. What is it the sign of? And we couldn't figure it out. And then after it happened, I said, Colby Covington's picks were the last two. And he's Trump's guy. So as he walked out, his he gave us two picks on Instagram. And they fucking smashed. He picked Obviously. Aspinall and, and Perea? Yeah, he gave out Aspinall and he gave out Perea. Make Damn. the baby go great again. And then we see That's Trump. Like, obviously, he's giving us winners. Coming out with Tucker Carlson uh, and fucking Kid Rock, right? But, a little conspiracy theory there for you. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, that's the thing. You know, it's tough. I I, I didn't realize that Khalil was into that weird shit. Because I, I typically, I, I tend to agree with you guys. Where it's like, if these dudes are focusing on energies and crystals and manifestation instead of just hitting bags and sparring well, i don't know if khalil's like that I, I was making maybe a bad okay well no apparently khalil went to the same kind of thing that dominic cruz went to do you ever see anything about that it's like i think it was called like that fu- something choice program do you have any idea what i'm talking about no it's what like it? i'm gonna it's, see if I can find it. yeah but yeah look it up but like look up like dominic cruz like choice it's in Vegas. It's like a choice something like leadership. It's supposed to be like some leadership program type of thing. It's like a self-help course that they went through. Choice I, center leadership. Choice center leadership. Is that what it is? Yeah. Move with Cruz. The ecstasy of winning. The mentality course. Nope. Well, now I'm just getting all kinds of weird shit. But type, in choice, type in choice center. Type in Choice Center Vegas. That's got to be it. Because I looked up some shit about it. The Emotional other... intelligence. That can you see that? Can you see my screen? Yeah, 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 no, I, I can see it. That might be it. You're not seeing tapology, right? You're seeing no. No, I'm looking like... at what you're looking at. This might be some weird. I don't know. Str- no, this. I don't know. I don't know if this is it. Sean Strick be... said some shit about. That's it. Country and Dominic Cruz being in a cult. So I like look some shit up and it, this is, it's like some weird like self help course of like. It looks like that. I mean, this is personal coaching. Yeah, um, kind of- man, I might have to do an episode where I call these guys. They got their number up here. I do shit like that. I called my bank do one you time. Really? Then- That's fucking hilarious. Oh, well, yeah. You have me on for one of those, bro. <laughs> Dude, we can do it together. That's we can act like. True. Be like, I want to be a UFC fighter, but I want to fight in the women's division. How do I do it? You know oh. what I mean? Like, just figure it out. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, it sounds like we're all on, uh, all on Roundtree here. Do you have a method, Alex? I'm going to go decision. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to trust that durability, maybe a boring fight. You know, Anthony Smith talks to him, gets a little delusional and they just talk back and forth a little bit, you know, build a little script. Dude, I think if Anthony Smith starts talking to Roundtree, he's going to rip his jaw off. Like Jared said, he's the mean, dirty fighter. He's the dirtiest, clean fighter, right? He doesn't, he doesn't get points taken because everything he does is legal. But yeah, I remember seeing someone that he fought where he was on his hands and knees and this dude just rips him to the body with a kick. Dude, that's like, not, that's not the only time he's done it. There's like, I'll send you a video of it later. There's like three or four examples of this guy throwing 
straight just body kicks like to a grounded opponent which they're legal like i don't know why people don't do it more blasting people on the ground it's just like you gotta that's a guy that fights for your money right there you know yeah yeah in 2020 he was he was fighting really bad you didn't know that was when you know when you hear people say you don't know what Khalil Roundtree you're going to get. It was because of 2020. And that might have been a weird time for him, dude. That was such a fucking weird time for so many people. And especially somebody like this that's dedicated his life to MMA. And now it's possibly going to go away. You know, um, it's possible that this dude was just in a weird headspace like so many of us were back then, man. So, yeah, I, I, I'll give him a pass. And I think he, like I said, man, I'd love to see a Padilla, uh Roundtree fight. I think that'd be just a brutal, brutal fight. Um, but we're on to the main event. We got Song Yadong. They list him here as Yadong Song, but everyone else calls him Song Yadong versus Chris Gutierrez. And this is, I think, a more closely matched fight than the odds indicate. Alex, I told you I wanted you to start this first. Jared, I'll let you go second, and then I'll uh, I'll wrap it up, and then we can just bullshit about whatever. But Alex, um, what do you see in here, man? This this seems weird to me. I see a trap where they want they need action on the dog. You know, they okay. clearly use this lineup to try to drive action on the dog because it's just, it's no one's going to just lay juice on this. What, they're going to make him an anchor or they're going to add an over under or they're going to take a prop with song. So. Now, what is he now? Do you have access to that? I know he's not minus 370 right now. Oh, he isn't. All right. That's good. Is he, he lower? Can't be. He's got to be higher, dude. Minus 450 or some shit. Let me see. I looked earlier today on DraftKings. He was like minus 390. Okay. So he's creeping. Oh, where that is right now, minus 370. He's at minus 400 on Bovada. Uh, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I think the line should be closer. You're absolutely right. I think Chris could keep it close. I think it hurts, Chris, that it's five rounds. Can you see that there? Probably can't see that. On, on FanDuel, my book of choice, he's minus 430. But here's the thing: we could see this be a stand-up fight. If Song's, if Song doesn't show high IQ in this fight, he could. This could be a close fight, and he could lose. And here's the scenario: I see him losing is just standing up with them on the feet, trading a lot of leg kicks, and Chris just out chews him out on the leg kick department. I could see a lot of calf kicks landing, and then Song, Song would have to switch his game up. If Song doesn't come out the gate and mix it up, wrestle. I'd be worried. I'd be worried right away because if this is a pure stand-up fight, those all I'd I'd chalk those odds way down, way down. Like you got to think if this was a kickboxing fight, if this was a one FC Muay Thai fight, what would the odds be? Yeah, yeah, but you got to think about uh, Team Alpha Male, right? Uriah Faber is not letting him come in there with a bad game plan. No one thought he was really going to beat Ricky Simone. Right? He knocked him out in the fifth round. I don't know. I wonder what that line was against Ricky Simone. I think it was pretty close. Well, we can see. Good line. Good line. I had, um, I remember this was on uh, the same night as BKFC 41. So I was working. I vividly remember this because I took heavy action on both sides. But I took, um, let me see here. I took um, rounds three, four, and five submission for. Simone and I took three, four, and five knockout song, and so I cashed the song side. But let's see what that line was at about. 
Uh, Simone was the favorite at minus 125, and Song Yedong was at uh, essentially even money, plus 105. So, I don't know, man. Kind of a weird fight, though, right? But, um, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Jared. Oh, I was saying, no, in hindsight, the odds are kind of crazy there. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it was a dominant fight for for Song. But, um, Alex, before we move to Jared fully, did you did you give a, uh, like a legit pick here? Yeah, I'll go with Song. Song by submission. Song by submission, huh? That's interesting. Okay. You thinking early, late? You got a round in mind? Yeah, this is the main I'm gonna event. Go, I'm gonna go late, like round three. Oh shit! Okay, calling the shot. I like it. I mean, how many submissions does this dude have? By the way, he's never lost by submission. He's got three subs out of his uh, twenty-something wins, twenty even wins. Not bad. Kind of as crazy as my uh, my Muniz knockout, right? That's kind of as almost as crazy as that. Jared, where are you at on this man? Um, I think this song, th- this fight is. Song boxer Gutierrez kicker, um, is it's tough because Song has you know incredible hands, a ton of forward pressure. I mean, you very rarely see him on the back foot, but I mean, the dude's just so explosive. He's not weak anywhere on the feet. Um, Gutierrez, I don't know, man. He he got great kicks. I mean. I think that's all I can say. And that's, but he's one of the best, you know, calf kickers probably in the UFC. But I just, um, I hate how wide the line is here. Yeah. I think both guys are very durable. Um, I see them both talking about finishes in their interviews. I I could see this one being both guys are just one of those ones where it is a banger, but they're just both too tough to go down and somehow goes the distance. And I'm sure it'd probably be good odds on that too, but I'm gonna have to side with Song decision. Although I won't be surprised if Gutierrez just kicks that leg out early, and he has no choice but to freaking just fall down, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gutierrez does have good leg kicks. Um, see, I think the toughness edge goes to Gutierrez actually, um, because we've seen Song cut up. Um, and that's obviously not his fault. That doesn't mean that you're not tough if you get cut up, but his, he might have, uh, you know, softer skin compared to Gutierrez. I think Gutierrez has that leather skin. And, I, I kind um, of agree. I, I don't really even think Gutierrez has taken even close to the amount of damage that Yudong Song has taken. Yudong Song's gone through his, his dog fights already. He's had a couple dog fights. I don't think Gutierrez has really had one of those really brutal, Dog fights. This is going to be his first five right. dog fight. He deserves to be the underdog here, but it's a it's a it's a prove it to me fight for him. Yeah, you're probably right, man. I mean, the thing is, like, it. So we're talking about a bantamweight fight here, right? So I have no doubt that Song is going to be champion someday, man. He's 26 years old. Like, he's going to be a champion. Um. That loss to Corey Sanhagen, the only reason he lost that was because of a doctor stoppage, man. I think Corey Sanhagen absolutely murders Gutierrez. Um, this loss uh, right here to Pedro Munoz, I think that Song beats Munoz. I don't know if they fought before. Let me see. 
You know if they fought off the top of your guys' head? I don't think they have. I feel like I already remember that. Yeah, you'd think so, right? Um, okay, yeah. No, I don't see it. But just, you know, beating Marlon Vera, like all these different things. Uh, dude. That was a robbery. But still, man, I mean, it still counts, oh, right? It scarred my life. <laughs> um, Marlon plus money. I'm paying out everyone. Everyone bet with me, too. Threw, like, the balance on it. Marlon Marias. Right? This is a big jump in ranking. Chris oh, I guess is He's ranked number 15. Songy Dong's ranked number 7. Like, this is a real big jump here. I, if Songy yeah. Dong doesn't gatekeep this, I mean, that's crazy, right? Yeah, it'd be a big shakeup for the division. Dude, I just don't see how Song loses this, man. I think he's the well-rounded fighter. I do think he's the t- – uh, you know, I, I was saying that, that Gutierrez is the tougher fighter, but Alex, you kind of made a good point there where, you know, Song might be the tougher guy, probably – likely is he's got the five round cardio he's shown that against a better competitor and and ricky simone yeah dude give me song man and um give me song by knockout i think he uh, might be able to knock out gutierrez and i i think it come could come earlier than people think round two round three something like that uh we've seen these weird freaking main events lately and i think that that train kind of continues there in the apex where just some weird shit happens i know last week was in uh austin but yeah, man, give me uh, give me song round uh, round two or three knockout. Pretty pretty solid, pretty confident in that. But um, yeah, man, I don't know if you guys had anything else you wanted to mention. We could we could talk about uh, the next card a little bit if you want, or if we wanted to wrap up, we can save that for next week. Um, just uh, I mean, dude, I'm fucking excited. I'm already looking forward to that card, and I might not even be able to see it, which sucks. Well, I I got to redeem last week's parlay that I gave you. Okay. Dude absolute dog shit i got another parlay for you what do you got it's gonna be costa jun young park afghani kelvin gaslam <laughs> and suma Durji. and the four of them is plus 650 bucks to pay 350 fuck yeah plus 600 plus 650 you said no, plus six hundred. I put fifty bucks on it to get three fifty back. Yeah, but the odds are plus six hundred. The odds are plus six hundred this morning. Okay, plus six hundred. Thank you. Yeah, dude, that's solid. Actually, interesting. And, we're, and worth mentioning too, the odds don't come out for one uh, FC until like usually Thursday or Friday, but. Uh, they got a full Muay Thai card on Friday. Oh. It's worth watching, even if you're not betting on it. Three guys, if you can get odds on them. Semipetch Fairtex, Johan Ghazali, Roman Krakula. I don't see a world where any of those three guys lose. That's Friday night. What was the last one you said, Fairtex, which I agree. Is, is he related to Stamp? Yes. Okay. Yeah, dude, I love Stamp Fairtex, by the way. I bet on her, and she was she was like my anchor to like three of my parlays. And I'm actually a big fan, dude. She's kind of hot dude, in a weird she, way, bro, in a weird way. Se- okay, she did a seminar at the gym like two weeks ago. Really? Yeah, it was cool. That's sick, dude. Okay, so you said Fairtex. I don't I'm know how you spell that. Johan Gasali, Roman Krakula. I'll just say Roman for the last guy. Yeah, they should be on DraftKings or something. I'll take that, man. 
I'll blindly follow it. I blindly followed one of Alex's uh, basketball picks and it won for me. So why not? Alex, you got any kind of parlays or any kind of special bets you want to throw down? I haven't even thought about it yet. Tim but, Elliott, uh, more takedowns. Tim Elliott, two plus takedowns. I'm going to go, uh, let's go a uh, song to get two takedowns. Uh, mm, pretty much it for now. I'm betting all the Asian fighters. Actually, Alex, I, I had a feeling you were going to say you wanted all the Asian fighters. I had an Alex parlay. <laughs> what is that? He foreshadowed what I was going to bet. Tyra, Park Park, Song Song. Okay. Wow, isn't that the sign? Song Song, Park Park. Tyra. Tyra. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't even sound crazy. I- I'm not on the side of... Yeah, plus 500. Gar I'm not on the side of Park. Or I'm sorry, Song, but yeah, man. Interesting. I like it. The I'll Asian bet. In Palaeum. You call Robin. it the yellow fever bet, dude. Be a gent in Round Robin. Yeah, man. I'm not a big fan of Round Robins, but they do hit. They do hit more often. Guys, this was fun, man. Um, I, uh, I'm excited to, you know, if you guys want to talk again next week, uh, depending on when we do it, I might be in Philly. Um, so, you know, I'll be recording from a hotel with no microphone, but I'll have my computer. So that might be kind of fun. Uh, probably be shit faced at night there. So we'll see what's up, but up to you guys. And, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys' takes, dude. I think that, uh, you know, we had a, we had a hit and miss card last card. But I got a good feeling about this one, dude. I got a good feeling. Jared, why don't you sign off with anything that you want people to know about, any stuff that you promote, whatever it is, man. Dude, thanks for having us on. It's a pleasure. Uh, profit picks. Look at ProShmo bets, too. If you're looking for a group chat or something, shoot ProShmo bets a DM. Get in the community. Um, I got a good feeling, too, man. It's redemption time. Hit or miss last card. I think we're going to do well here. Dude, your your plus six hundred on parlay actually looks really fucking good. Like I don't hate it. Do you so do you do you do unit bets or how do you do it? You said you put yeah. fifty. Yeah, so basically, I don't know, man. So what I try to do is I go into every card. Now I don't go into every card with the same amount of money. Like, you know, if I'm not really confident, I'll go with like a hundred bucks or one fifty. Okay. But if it's a card that like I feel like I have a lot of spots, I'll go maybe up to like five hundred, and then every you know maybe once a year I'll have that bet that I'll put a thousand or more on. But like a card like this, I'll probably go into it with three hundred bucks. I'll have a parlay like that that I put fifty bucks on. Um, I'll probably put fifty on one FC the day before, depending on what the odds are, and then um, you know. I kind of just spread into like bets of 50 to 25, but the one, but every week I have the one straight bet or two big favorites and a two teamer to get anything close to even odds. And I'll have that one bet a week that I'll put the most on that way. If any of those parlays don't hit my most confident bet makes up for it. So that's the system I do. Like I know everybody has their own strategy, but, you know, I don't think you should go into the same card or every card with the same amount of money because you're not always as confident every week. Yeah, so I do the same thing as him. I'm betting a lot of straight bets. 
and I use that to cover my punts. Right. So, like, yeah, the things you're the most confident on, you should be putting the most money on. Yeah, for sure. You know, the parlays and stuff that all the stuff that, yeah, you really do think this will happen too, but, you know, you're gambling. So, less money, you know, higher. Yeah, dude. I hope you hit that, Jared. It makes me not want to bet on fucking Muniz just so that that'll hit and then I can be stoked for you. Um, but yeah, good luck, man. Honestly, good luck. And, um, you, you, you got some plugs in there. Let me know if you want anything else too. But Alex, what's up with you, dude? Any last words? Well, shout out to Pro Schmo last week. He was the only one who could make some goddamn money, even though, you know, he, he only had, yeah, one I made some good part. money too. He only had one nice play that hit, but shout out to Harry. He gave he gave out some picks. He's heavy on song this week, and uh, he told me he's looking to parlay him with another enormous favorite on the card, and he hasn't decided which favorite that favorite that is. He's undecided between Nazareth, um, Stephanie Egger. No, if I can throw in that. No, he's he's thinking about Luana on the other end. Really? And, yeah. I know he's heavy, he's heavy on song too. I know like he like he's ready to dump the balance on song. It makes sense. I don't want to quote him, but I think he said ninety percent of account on song and Daniel Marcos, but Daniel Marcos didn't make it, so I, I, I know he's very, very confident on song which makes it hard for me to go against him. I think he likes Talita as well. So there is no odds. Oh, yeah, there is. Okay. I was going to say. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah, man. I was trying to throw together a parlay real quick. Um, you know, Song Yadong, Khalil Roundtree. You know, those are, I think I'm pretty confident in those two. You can throw in uh, Sung, Young Sung going against Shannon Ross. That's just, believe it or not, that's plus 101 with those three. I mean, you're taking massive favorites, but seems like a lock, man, with those three right there. So, I don't know. Kind of tough to kind of tough to find spots. Like you said, I, I think that, that that parlay that you got is solid there, Jared. But we'll wrap up. Uh, I appreciate you guys hopping on, having some fun here, talking some shit. And hopefully we can do it next week if you guys want to come on. If we can hopefully get Nick on. You know, that'd be cool. But we'll see, man. Uh, I can yeah, we're you- going to have Harry. Harry Goat back. Hey, dude, if we can get Harry back on with Nick, I think Nick would like Harry a lot, too. Oh, uh, we'll have the squad, the dream team. I know, dude. It would be like a little basketball team here. We got five of us. Um, and, yeah, dude, I think, he, like you said, he'd like Jared a lot, too. Um, so, yeah, we got uh, we got some fun times ahead, guys. But uh, if you guys want this video, let me know. Other than that, everybody, thanks for listening. Normal, uh, you know, conspiracy content coming out. You guys know that I got the soap for sale as well and that's not like a drug connotation or nothing we literally sell conspiracy themed soap so it's fun but uh thanks guys what kind of soap is this oh dude like uh conspiracy themed shit fucking Loch Ness monster scent right here eucalyptus mint we got the black fight club wave right now got the black cube that's what i'm saying dude we we live the the black cube i know about the black cube got bigfoot bait this will attract bigfoot when you wear it yeah, that's and then, a, uh, pretty good. We got we got I, invasion. Yeah, you, did that. you did all that. Yeah, dude, I draw the labels. I do all kinds of shit over here. All right, let me ask you a question though, right? I so, like that. My that's girl, right. my girl got me some soap from a video that she saw on Instagram, like Doctor Squatch or some shit. Okay. And it was a great bar of soap, 
and I used it for three days, and it, the thing was fucking disintegrated. They're cold pressed. That's why. So you, I, I'm assuming you take hot showers like a normal person, right? Yeah, I'm not a psycho. Yeah. So yeah, you're not like Joe Rogan, where you're like, you got to take ice baths every day. So Dude, have have fucking fun out there. I'm gonna just go to work. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So so these are heat pressed, and that was my thing. Was I love Doctor Squatch, and these are made by a professional wholesaler. We just get them for a discount because one of my friends that has a podcast as well, his wife happens to work for this company. And, you know, if you wanted to buy a single bar of their soap, it's 10 bucks. But since they sell them to us for wholesale, we sell the set of four for 24. So like all four of those scents that I showed you, we sell those. So it's like comparable to Dr. Squatch, $6 a bar. But these bars, I usually take two or three showers a day because I'll go out there and work out and shit. And a bar will last me like a week minimum, minimum, usually like two or three weeks. So you get a, get essentially a month or two out of uh, the four bars, depending on how much you shower. So, yeah, dude, Dr. Squatch, man, the shit smells bomb, but it just doesn't last. Like you said, yeah, it smelled great for three days. And then I was in the shower, no soap. And then I was like, oh, guess I got to smell like my girl now. Yeah, exactly, man. So, yeah, dude, we're having fun, man. Just trying to sell shit and uh, just have a good time. So. Feed the gambling habit by selling soap. But everybody out there, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week for the pay-per-view. Hopefully these guys can make it. If not, the show will still be here. So uh, no matter what, guys, thank you for listening. Like I said, normal content coming back uh, actually tomorrow. So thank you, everybody, and take care. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.